Hi, this is Tiffany, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Brian J. Klein, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, music. this is Rob Hill from Canada, and I absolutely love AVA Live Radio. Hi, this Radio. is Tara Everly of Iridescence, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jacqueline Jack. Hey there, everyone. This is Jacqueline Jacks from AVA Live Radio, and I am here with a behind-the-music energy for you, a really incredible duo, female duo, by the way, Tough on Fridays, is going to be joining us after they debut their single, Little Italy. I can't wait to play it for you. We'll be right back with that interview. Don't forget to share this with a friend. Fridays, Little Italy. I love that song. Please welcome Katie, vocal, bass, and guitarist, and their manager, Eric, to the podcast. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi. We're doing good. Awesome to have you here. Tell me a little bit about the band. I'm really excited because you're obviously a female duo, and, you know, there's not enough of that 
in this side of the industry. How has it been for oh. you guys? Has there been an uphill battle so far? Um, definitely. It's definitely been an uphill battle for Kaylee and I. I mean, we've been playing music together since we were in like sixth grade and we're all out of high school now. We're all in college now. But, um, you know, when people see two small girls, they automatically think that we're going to be playing like Taylor Swift. Not that that's bad, but that's just what they expect, you know? And so really, yeah, really had to, um, prove ourselves to a lot of people because they just have so such low expectations and I don't quite know why, but, um, it's actually, I know, but it's actually really fun to like see people's responses after they've heard us play because their mindset, their view towards us is like totally different. So that's really nice (laughs) because on the outside, we look like two girls that are probably still in high school, even though we're not. (laughs) That's so funny. I love it. Well, I mean, there have been some pioneers, you know, along the way there, you know, Gwen Stefani, there's been Blondie. There's been so many people that are pretty, you know, and female, but that really do have the guts, the glory, and they they put the work in. And um, Taylor Swift has certainly, you know, set a precedent for everything. It's just that, it's amazing how you can get typeset based on looks or just being a female. You know, they don't, mm-hmm. a lot of people just don't, ex- they don't think you're going to rock it out. <laughs> they don't, yeah. And I mean, Taylor Swift is amazing and she's an amazing businesswoman as well. I mean, we respect her tremendously. Um, and all of those women that have like pioneered before us, you know, we owe so much to them. And, you know, it's nice mm-hmm. for Kaylee and I because, you know, there's been so many women that have pioneered, especially in like the pop industry. And for our genre, which is um, more alternative and less pop, you know, it feels like Kaylee and I are, along with like Haley Williams and like the singer Paramore, are inspiring young girls to play music and not just pop music. Like they can play alternative music, they can be a drummer, they can be a guitarist. It doesn't matter that you're a girl. I love that you've pushed to inspire females too. That's really, really important, you know, to be a great role model today. And you know, social media has really put us in this position and I love that it has. How has it been for you? Do you find that it's much easier? Are you getting fans on social media? Do you find people saying, oh my gosh, I love your music and you're just reaching a new territory that way? Yes, we owe so much of our popularity to social media. It's just so so much easier to reach out to people globally than it would Mm -hmm. be if we did not have social media. I mean, a large percentage of our fan base are in Europe. So, and I don't see that that would have happened without like our Instagram and our Twitter because people like to be able to connect with their, um, with the bands that they're interested in and the individuals that are in the bands, they like to be able to connect and, you know, relate to them and see what their personality is behind, like just playing shows. And I think that Kaylee and I, you know, we're always open to talking with fans and talking with people that are interested in us. Um, because I mean, that's what we would want our, um, musical inspirations to do for us. You know, we want to feel connected. We don't want it to be like a, 
like a um, band fan relationship. We just wanted to be like a friend relationship, which I think has been so helpful with um, social media. It really does. It offers you that, that window, you know, there's so many tools. Mm -hmm. I love Instagram right now because it hasn't really locked on the reach as much as Facebook has, even though now it's Facebook owned. And so eventually that will start to decline. And we've already seen a pitch downwards, you know, you have to really be good and and up on your tools in order to capture what it is that they're pushing. But Mm -hmm. I do love that, that it is a window. It's, I mean, if you think in terms of like, before we had it, we used to try and use our website and newsletter more to be that window. And I still really do have a lot of website users for my personal brand that kind of, they write to me and they count on me to, to post everything there and to connect them to social media pages to what's happening on each page and where I'm going to be. So I still mm-hmm. see that need for it, but the tools, I mean, the free tools they've brought to us. I mean, you can't get that technology anywhere else where you can just lock yes. you know, and that has been a huge push forward for this that I absolutely adore. But do you know that, do you know about, push for podcast and how this audio is shaping up have you read any of it yet we i haven't done much research in it i am um kaylee and i have actually guest starred on um a couple podcasts before and they've been super fun and i'm actually a really big fan of the true crime podcasts i listen to those like every day but um (laughs) yes i do i love those they're so interesting to me but um I mean, podcasts are great because once again, like it's even more, the power of connection through podcasts, I feel is even stronger than social media because people are literally just talking and you really get a Mm -hmm. feel for the person, what they're saying and the way that they deliver themselves, which I think is great. And so, yeah, I think this whole podcast, podcast movement is just so beneficial I've been so fascinated with it. You know, we've been in it for over 10 years now. And I remember when we first started, how interesting it was that you could do that. You could connect with people all over the world. Everybody sounded so close Mm -hmm. together, you know, and that was a big deal. I thought that was incredible. But now it's turning into much more. Like if you look at last Christmas, I mean, was there not like a huge push by Alexa and and, uh, Google to like get something in everyone's home, like some kind of of one of those devices in everyone's home? You know what I mean? Did you notice? It was like really cheap. I feel like it set us up for what's coming in the future. You know, now everybody's starting to see the value of having a personal assistant through this Google Mm -hmm you know, right? And and everything that has been offered. But what it's leading to is just everything is going to be on brand. In other words, right now, when you want soap or you want something, right? You just say, hey, Google, um, order me soap and or Alexa, order me soap. And if you don't, actually, my Google just started ordering me soap. Hang on, let me turn it off. <laughs> so so if, you, if you don't know the brand name, right? Then it's just going to like you the one that it wants to sell you or who's paid yeah. them to sell it to you. So it makes me think of what's going to happen in music 
risk. And now if you don't really push your brand name now while you have all this free reach on Instagram and Facebook, and you don't really make your name a household word, that what's going to happen is when everything turns to the podcast zone and everybody's listening through um, voice-activated interests, you know, whether it be for podcast or music, and they don't know to ask for your name, then who is going to get served mm -hmm. up all the time? Is it going to be you? You know what I mean? Without you having to put major advertising dollars into it. That's where I really think it's going and where we need to think as artists about our future. I totally agree. And it's kind of scary to think that because like having money is already unfortunately so important in the music industry to have money before you even start creating yeah. music. Right. Um, I mean, you hear stories about people like Ed Sheeran, how he was homeless and then he got discovered at that bar or whatever, which is amazing. But for most of the population, you know, you need to have some money to start with in order to get bigger and get more money. And mm -hmm. um, so to think that eventually, you know, if people don't directly say your name, that the people with the most money and the people that are paying the um, the Internet and the ads to um, to to speak for them and to support them and to push their product, that mm -hmm. you're not going to get any say whatsoever. And it's like, well, then how do you even spread your name? It's just like a perpetual cycle. Right. It's almost like the radio, what we had before was really hard to get on radio and then everything opened up and the competition happened and you no longer really needed a label. You could do it on yourself, you know, and use social media as the outlet or the distribution platform. It seems like if they shut all that down and it goes back to what Spotify wants people to hear what they're going to suggest or have your brand name really solidified in the, in the people like a land grab before right. it all happens. Right. It seems like it's mm -hmm. going full circle back to where it was. And I hate to think about that. You know, I'm really glad we have this platform, but you know, you can only, even us, we can only launch so many artists. So you're, you're now going to have to see where influencers might be able to fill that that void, you know, and help out oh. by saying, Hey, I already have a million followers that watch my videos. Maybe we'll put music or more music or suggest things or do interviews and really start to kind of change what it looks like as far as the landscape for, for outlets of distribution and exposure. Oh, for sure. I mean, the industry is all about connections. It that is, is, isn't it? That it's going to come back that way again. <laughs> Yeah. That is the only way to get further. It is. I'm, I mean, I'm talking a lot about it now because I feel like it's, it's so close and I really want all of the artists in our music community to be prepared and want them mm -hmm. to try and utilize their social media pages as much as possible now. And also when they're doing gigs and stuff, you know, get people on your social pages so you can connect with them further yeah. and not just leave them behind after that one performance. You know, and I think it's really yeah. important today. I think it's it's the long game that you have to play that's even Yeah, and if if people are connected to you through social media after that one show, whether or not they were blown away or not, they're still gonna see 
they're, you're still going to reoccur in their feed and you'll always be like in their mind and they'll be like, Oh, I really like that song that we played that they played. Maybe I should go, um, download that on Spotify or something like that. Absolutely. Right. Very, very true. What do you think that you guys are most excited about finishing off this year so far in your projects? Well, we currently have a Kickstarter set up to fund our album. We have not put out an album yet just due to, you know, funds and how expensive it is to get a recording studio. And um, we've had some very generous donations, and we're so close to making this um, goal for our album. So once we make that goal, I mean, Kaylee and I will be in the studio immediately. (laughs) And That's so, so exciting. Like, I know. We're so excited to put out an album because, like, just to put in, like, a consecutive um, array of works mm-hmm. would just be so rewarding because, you know, you can release singles for years, but to put out a full-length album, it shows your dedication. And, um, you know, you know, you always, when you're growing up, you always have those albums that you are, like, that was the album. That was my favorite album when I was 15 or whatever. And it, you know, I have such good memories to that. And it would just be so awesome if Kaylee and I could create an album where people had the same thing that we had um, in albums in the past. So where they're like, man, I loved that Tough on Fridays album. Their first album was the best because, you know, that's what people always say. No. <laughs> 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 the- <laughs> oh, no. You get typeset. That's something. <laughs> Is the is the link to uh, your Kickstarter on your website, or how can people find it? It is. It is listed on our website. It's also on our Tough on Fridays Instagram. It's in our bio. It's in our Twitter bio, and it's also in um, Kaylee and I's separate social media accounts, too. So if you just look up all of our handles on social media, it's Tough on Fridays, one word, all lowercase, and you can find our Kickstarter link right there. That's fantastic. Eric, tell me how it's been for you. Have, have you hit any roadblocks so far in, in helping this band out? Uh, well, I've been working with them now for about two and a half years. It doesn't yeah. seem like that long. Just looking back, uh-huh. it's been long. Uh, I think just the biggest challenges for us have just been getting to know each other and how we work and because we mm-hmm. all work differently together um they each each of the girls kaylee and katie each have different writing styles i'm also co-producer as well as manager which is a little bit different situation i went to berkeley back in the 70s i'm a little bit older so uh, anyway so the challenges have just been partially for me adapting to them and their work style as well as adapting to all the social media stuff that's and and using it to the best of our to the best of our ability what have been your major challenges so far with social media where have you had your biggest roadblocks uh, just building uh, putting out engaging content and getting people to engage with your social media um, have a, we have a tendency probably to just put posts out there and uh, it's only been within actually when we started the Kickstarter we were we really had to start engaging more with the fans but um, the girls are uh, are both very photogenic and 
we get a new photo shoot done pretty much every year, and that attracts obviously a lot of people. But we want them mm-hmm. to read what we're putting out there as well, and 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 get them to respond. And it's the response part that's been the biggest challenge. Yeah, yeah. There's an art to it. You know, I mean, we test trials all the time on pretty much every single thing that we put out there, and I can honestly say, having my personal account um, just recently. I actually did across four different pages. So I tried four different kinds of styles and cycles just to try and get some kind of a really interesting, you know, like uh, a thesis on what really works and what I can tell artists to do. And it was, it was a great experience because I found that it wasn't really about, I mean, it's really important to have a great front face, right? The images to be quality when you step that up and you really find your style that fits you that really works but it i actually got more engagement when i focused on the crowd more than the posting so in other words i have some accounts where i'll post like up to four times a day and it's fine to do that in stories but not necessarily on the front face face is that necessary you could spend your moments and the time that you want to put into social media, just engaging with people. And they're totally fine with that. And then start to really want to see more of you. And then they'll dive into stories so that you can stay in their eyeline. And I noticed that that seemed to work to get the most subscribers to accounts and then have them use the actual links. But what gave them a lot more posts on the front end, it was good for a while while the account was just getting some legs you know, to try and try out different hashtags and try and like, you know, work some kind of algorithm um, as far as distribution, like getting the picture or getting the video further into Instagram. But ultimately I settled on just posting after I had the time to really engage with every single person that liked or followed or made a comment. And I found that that really was getting in like a hundred new followers every single day on one specific account, but only after I kind of figured out that pattern. It was interesting. Well, and and along those same lines, the other challenge then is you have to almost keep adapting your communication style because people, as more people becoming, uh, begin to engage, um, you have to move on. They're going to get, they're going to understand what is going on and you have to adapt to them going forward. It's, it's not definitely not just not a static environment out there with, when it comes to engagement with fans. Yeah, for sure. They will tell you though. I noticed that a lot of people as I come over, I think it was after I reached like the 6,000 mark on one of the accounts, then people started saying, like noticing what they really wanted to see and kept asking, like I I would try different styles. And then sometimes I would go live. Sometimes I would just post video. I would use Instagram TV, all kinds of things. And I noticed that there were some things that got more reactions than others and types of posts that got more reaction for the others. And then I just kind of kept giving up more of that, you know? And I think that's going to be different for everyone, but you need to really like try a lot of different things and then kind of settle on what you see in those insights, getting the most reaction. And that's how you listen to them, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, it's definitely a trial and error sort of process that you go through in social media. <laughs> it and it's just, 
so it's, it's every band is different. That's that's even harder to get around because you can go and yeah. try and read things from other bands and emulate it. Right. And it may not work for you what they're doing. It's just important to listen to the feedback of people. You want that's to establish it. a that's it. Read the comments where they feel they can, you know, give yeah. feedback and come and ask for things and comment on things and you know, if you just want to that's make them feel exactly comfortable doing yeah, yeah, it is. And it's a one, it's, it's definitely still a one-on-one type of situation. There's no doubt. I don't know how I managed to speak to so many people, but you have to really like it and be interested in okay. it and be just as engaged in the community that is supporting you. And, and then you can definitely turn it into more, like I, I noticed that crowdfunding was much easier once I spent a little more time on my, on my core fans, the people who are sharing, mm-hmm. people who were, you know, who, who earn the rewards of more personal contact. And you can kind of see that there's, there's certain people that will just share everything. They'll tag people. They'll be really active. They're there like the first, you know, 10 seconds of a post. And those ultimately are the ones that should garner more of your attention because they're the ones that are going to crowdfund you. And I think that that's been a really important aspect of seeing bands be more successful moving forward. Definitely. Yeah. You just don't want to take advantage of the people that are supporting you fully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just so That's important true. to That's notice right. those that's trying to help yeah. you out because, you know, they could just as easily or definitely easily not do anything because that's easier than doing something. <laughs> so it clearly, <laughs> yeah. it clearly shows their dedication so, I mean, yeah, it's so important to really connect to those people that have shown their dedication towards you because, you know, they are not obligated to do that. So I'm really curious, what are you offering in your Kickstarter? Are there any, like, incentive packages that we should be carefully putting? We're putting out um, – we have about several packages. The ones in the middle seem to be the most popular, but, uh, you know, We've offered, uh, we're, we're doing some private show. We're doing our big prize is a private show, which has actually already been contributed for. Um, that, we, that was one of the ones that really put us over, uh, put us at goal. We're, right, right now we're working on stretch goals. Um, so somebody made a, uh, contributed, uh, actually it was the local radio station, which, when does that happen? That's uh, awesome, they gave yeah. A, they gave us a sizable contribution, gave a huge measure of support, and Aww. are going to and basically funded a private concert with whoever we want, wish to invite. And I think they're actually, we're actually planning on donating all the proceeds to charity that are um, generated, and that's how they're going to give back to the community for their for their gift. So that is so cool. Of, it is. It's a way to turn and keep on maximizing all the results of the Kickstarter and kicking them back into the community. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. And how nice is that? That's such a validation. How do you feel about that, Kate? Aren't you excited? I am so excited. I mean, we love KGTN. They have been so supportive of Kaylee and I because, I mean, we're in Georgetown, Texas. So there's not a lot of bands that sound like us. <laughs> yeah. We're definitely, um, uh, it's definitely a novel idea around here. And to have such local support for our music and our passion, it's just, 
it's just beyond repayable. I mean, they have just really given us so much support. I mean, they were the, the first radio station to ever play any of our songs, even when they were like our home recorded songs that should not have been played on the radio. I mean, they played them. <laughs> and <laughs> That's awesome. So much. Yeah, I got us so much support, and so many people were like, "Oh yeah, I heard you on the local radio station, y'all. I mean, you sound really good. Where can I check you out? Like, where do you have an Instagram? Do you have more songs?" So wow, they look at that! Incredible. That's phenomenal. I love it. I want to remind you guys. So don't forget to create a um, thirty-second ad spot for us to put on the Daily Jacks for you because mm. if that a great thing that you're offered right now. And um, I love the fact that you'll be able to be seen or heard by other audiences. But here's the thing. I think you should definitely mention for them to hook up with you on Instagram. Since Instagram is like the the number one platform right now, when you do your ad spot, Mm -hmm. definitely say, come connect with us on Instagram. And you might actually, and then say, you know, tough on Fridays. So that maybe you can get some faces you know what I mean? Through from the yeah. airwaves, translating over there. I think that would be really cool. I'd love to see how that exactly. works out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, As a test. Exactly, exactly. Because I don't think anybody else has done that. Right now, we just did an ad spot for another podcast. But they, again, did not mention their social media. And I was thinking today when I was recording, and I was like, why doesn't anybody push to social? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think that that would be incredible moving forward to see, you know, some of that translate over to actual faces. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, that's, that's great advice. I agree. 100. Well, it has been so cool talking to you. I thank you so much for joining our music community and being here with us. We're so excited about everything you guys have got going. Eric, thank you for bringing the band to us. And, you know, you're doing a wonderful job supporting these absolutely beautiful ladies. They're so talented. Thank you. Yes, they are. Thank you so much. I'm, we really appreciate this opportunity. It's been a lot of fun. We appreciate your support so much. Thank You're you. welcome, Katie. You're welcome. Say hi to Kaylee for me, too. Guys, that was a great interview. Tough on Fridays with their new song, Little Italy. Don't forget to go and look them up on Instagram if you are on Instagram. They're also on Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook, all the goodies. And you can check out their Kickstarter through toughonfridays.com. This is Jacqueline Jacks for AVA Live Radio. Don't forget to check out the Daily Jacks tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. as well as New Music Monday, where all of these amazing creators are launching new tracks every single week. Guys, have a great one, and don't forget to share this with a friend. Hi, this is Tiffany, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Brian J. Klein, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, music. this is Rob Hill from Canada, and I absolutely love AVA Live Hi, Radio. Hi, this is Tara Everly of Iridescence, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jacqueline Jacks, and I love AVA Live Radio.